everybody. It is Thursday, May the 18th, 2017, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello. And Kelsey Lavati. Hey. So, uh, no Hugh this week. He's under the weather. Uh, or so he says, I think he's just playing Heroes of the Storm. Probably. I think that's what he's doing right now, in fact. In fact, when he's listening to this, he's probably doing that right now. Um, we hope he gets better soon, uh, but we will march on without him. Last week, it was just you and I, so we're really changing the scales every week. It's my fault. It is your fault, actually. You were supposed to be... Actually, it really wasn't your fault. It was Hugh's PC's fault, because it took control of his microphone and wouldn't let it stay on the same level. So we had to um, punt on it and then do the next day, and then Kelsey couldn't do it because she had class. So it's Hugh's fault. That's fine. It's by your me. fault, Hugh. I know you're listening. It's your fault. Just know that. <laughs> and if you're watching, it's your fault. I'm pointing at you. Um, so yeah. So we are. Wait. What did you introduce, Kelsey? Yes. I missed it. Thanks. For, thank you for paying attention for the first 25 seconds of the show. Sorry. <laughs> we lost you really quick on that one. I'm out of practice. <laughs> um, so we are um, here. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got some cool topics to talk about. Um, and we've got a, some games to talk about. Justin hasn't been on the show in a while, though. I think he's only been playing really one thing since he hasn't been on the show. I'll have you know, I have six games on my list to talk about. Okay. How much have you played of those other games? Not much. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have a couple hours in pray. I feel like you just put your hands <laughs> on the controller and booted it up just so you could write them on the list. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have some games to talk about. Uh, there's some news as well. W- one thing uh, that just happened today, which was a Nintendo presentation on ARMS, uh, they announced a global punch punch te- fire punch test. Not punch fire. No, I know. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> no, I think it's test test punch test punch global global test punch for arms um next week and the week after yes right all weekends all weekend for both with you know certain t- times here and there just like they did the global test fires with splatoon and splatoon 2 um but it's the same thing you can download the game for free and play it for an hour there to, here and there to test their server so i i think that's a very shrewd move for them because i think it's a game that people are sort of looking at with a curious eye but don't really know whether or not they want to buy it that would be me yeah well i think i'm going to buy it mm-hmm. just because it looks so crazy yeah and the art style is really neat yeah like they um stuff leaked today uh before the um, the treehouse or whatever they call their live streams mm-hmm. um and it was three new characters and one of the characters punches with dog faces mm-hmm. like and the dogs are wearing sunglasses and the names okay. are just ridiculous. Do you have names? Yes, I do. Do you have these names? I do have these names. Uh, yeah, so... It would help if I got off our Twitter page and onto mine. <laughs> um, that's happening. So if you're interested in that, check that out. And maybe we'll, uh, I'm going to try to play a little bit in those weekends as well. Um, I don't know. Again, the the friend system on the Switch isn't really in place yet. So I don't think it's going to be able to be a, a thing where we can actually all play together. But at least we can all play it. Okay. Well, the dog one's the best one. It's Bite and Bark. Okay. Uh, then Twintail, Kid Cobra, and Ribbon Girl. Okay. But the, just the, the part about this game that just leaps out at me is how colorful it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what pulled a lot of people into Splatoon as well. But uh, they announced a 2v2 mode today. Oh, um, quite cool. Which seems really neat. Like I, I'm super excited to jump in and try that next week. Kelsey, what about you? Oh, that's right. No Switch. No Switch. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we haven't podcasted together in a while. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 the only thing that I think has me cautious about it is I don't really love the 
behind the back perspective part of it. I mean, I understand why it is behind the back because they're going for this mm-hmm. motion controlled thing. I mean, you don't have to play with motion controls, but that's the way they're pressing it and it wouldn't work as well. It's kind of like the Wii boxing thing, right? They want you to feel like you're punching out at these people. And so that's the perspective you get, but the art style is so cool and interesting that I wish I could see more of it, more. I of think it. a lot of the times that they've shown it, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't always like that, but I, I feel like most of the times I've seen it, it's two people playing split screen, mm-hmm. and so you get that line down the middle, which yeah. cuts off a lot of yeah, that's you know, true. The viewpoint. I really wonder what it's look when it looks like when you're playing, you know, on your own Switch mm-hmm. on against somebody online or either you know uh, doing wireless um, connecting to another Switch. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That they just did like their their stream tonight. Uh, tomorrow there's going to be a gameplay reveal for Destiny Two, and so we're going to talk about rumors. From I like it. I like rumors. Well, I mean, there there is a there's a big rumor floating around on the internet right now. Uh, it came from Gaff, where most rumors come from. Which, to be clear, by the time people hear this, the actual information might be out. So yes. either we're going to sound yeah. really smart about it, or we're going to sound like idiots. But I'm going to go with idiots, <laughs> right, right, because that's the way I generally like to roll. If history has borne anything out, it will be idiots. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for, here we go. So, um, tomorrow we find out for sure, but this person is saying that the game will be 60 frames per second on both PS4 and PC, which is something I do believe. Mm -hmm. I don't believe they could in good conscience because they're showing the PC version and the PS4 version at the same time, show a 60 frames a second PC version against a 30 FPS console one. Mm -hmm. Um, the big crazy one is that it will have P, uh, PS4 and PC cross save. Notice no Xbox there. Right. Uh, so that's a little bit uh, bizarre. Yeah. Except obviously we know that Destiny has some sort of exclusive thing deal with, with, uh, with, them, with PlayStation. With PlayStation. Yeah. So um, that would be a big thing, though. I, like you may as well just go make the game exclusive. Yeah, but I mean, again, I mean Xbox. Sure. I mean, some people aren't going to care about the PC. Thing. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but that that would be a big tentpole thing like a tentpole yes. feature uh it make me very happy yes. because it honestly like it, if all all things being equal if i could play the game w- running on my pc with the people who again this is cross save we don't know if it's cross play yeah, or they, not they haven't said cross play but this is just cross save right if it is cross play if i was able to play the game running it on the specs i have for my pc which are better than the ps4 i have um obviously I would want to do that if I could play with the people I play with on PS4. Obviously, if I can't play with the people I can play with on PS4, I'm not going to want to play it on PC because that game is infinitely less fun when you're playing by yourself. True. Uh, The other part of it was that it's optimized for Pro Scorpio slash next PlayStation. Right. Next PlayStation 4, it said. Well, yeah, next PS4. We don't know if that's whatever version of PlayStation 4 comes after the Pro. Right. That could be PS5 for all we know. Right. I mean, again, and this, I doubt, that's one thing they definitely will oh, I don't not think, talk no, about. No, they're not talking about yeah. that. My guess, uh, what they're probably doing is just that they're future-proofing the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So that way, if they ha- if Sony isn't, like, which Sony obviously is, Erdian works on their next console. Mm-hmm. So if you already have a relationship with Bungie and Bungie says, hey, we want to make Destiny amazing for whatever the next game is, what are you, what are you leaning in as mm-hmm. far as hardware specs they could then future-proof and allow them to be able to move gracefully into that next console. Right. I mean, you would assume that there would be a time, whatever the next PlayStation comes out, that unless it's going to be this fall, that 
there would be well, Destiny had a three year life. Uh, how long is Destiny? Yeah, that's cycle? true. Th- two, three years. Three years. It's supposed to be two, and it ended up being three. So by the time th- say it, say it's that long again, mm-hmm. say it's let's just say two years. How long will that have been for the PS4's life cycle itself? Five, five years? or six years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so again, getting, but do we reset the clock when the when uh, where the Pro, the Pro came, came out? I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I think I think we're looking at half steps from here on out. Well, we'll see. Yeah, but one o'clock Eastern tomorrow, I will be glued to some sort of device. Uh, I will not be able to be doing that because <laughs> I will be at work. But um, it's the beauty of working in computers. It's true. It's true. Uh, right. So let's let's stop talking about. I know D- Kelsey is obviously going to become a Destiny super fan once the fall comes around. And Destiny Two I comes out. Yeah, I make the, I'm making this promise here. Everyone's listening. Mm-hmm. They all hear me make this promise. Yeah, the world is listening. The world, Kelsey. If you go back on your promise, it's gonna be trouble. Um, I, I have to do it now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so uh, let's get into more of our game talk. Kelsey, you and Justin both weren't here last week, but I'm gonna go to you first. I'm gonna put three minutes on the clock. Um, and ask you to talk about the games that you've been playing. So let me go. Me? Yeah, Kelsey, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have three minutes and go. Um, okay, so yesterday I picked up a copy of Injustice. I didn't have time to play it a lot yesterday. I played it a bit now before we started recording. Um, it's good. I've only made it through like the tutorial and a bit of the beginning of the game. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I like... It's sort of um, funny, but dark at the same time. The animation style and stuff, like especially uh, you're training with Batman in the beginning, and so your drop uh, hits, I guess you could call them. I forget what they're called. The drop hits, it's like you bring him up, uh, Superman up, and then you, with your grab handle, and you bring him down. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, But I'm excited to get more into the game and meet uh other characters because i liked injustice the first one but it was all like i want to see what this one brings and if it brings anything different and i've heard good things so i'm sort of excited i also played um a bit of the first episode of the guardians of the galaxy telltale game um and i liked it too i thought it was really funny and it um it's very similar to batman so if you played the Batman game, it's almost the same. And I also, <laughs> Robot Unicorn Attack 3 came out, and uh, I've been playing that obsessively. Of course. Whenever I can. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> so you played the first Injustice, and you enjoyed the story in that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I enjoyed it because it was different. But if I think back on it now, like I don't really remember much, so mm. I don't think it had that much of like. All I remember was Superman was evil. That it, that was a big pretty part much. of that was a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Why he goes evil though is is pretty dark. It's very dark. That series is very very dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, to sometimes, as Kelsey was saying, in sort of a comical way, it, it, to how dark it gets at, at certain points. But I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't I haven't got a chance to pick it up or play it yet. It's definitely something I want to pl- check out. It looks amazing. It looks fantastic. Like the animations and the and yes. the, and the facial stuff. Look, it's unbelievable how good it looks. Um. I, I always, I'm always a fan since Mortal Kombat 9 
um, of, of NetherRealm's story modes in their fighting game. So I'm looking forward to playing through the story mode, playing a little bit of, you know, one-on-one stuff. But I just really love seeing all of the different, like, super moves that they have. Um, I know I've seen the Flash one where, like, you they run them, like, all over the world. And then he, like, runs back in time and hits the person he's holding with himself. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I've actually... they're, they're <clears throat> so ahead, extravagant. Sorry. Yeah. They're, like, so extravagant, some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Oh. No, it's okay. <laughs> if you want to change, um, like there's a punch that, that Batman, well, this is the only one I've tried. It's the Batman did to Superman in the training and you like skip scenes. Mm-hmm. But the way like Superman is falling, I don't know, it was really funny. And I like, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, no, it's cool. And it's over the top in a, in a really, really fun way. I've avoided looking at all the supers because I want to be surprised. I only saw the, I only saw the Flash one. I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look, so I saw that one. Um, I even watched a quick look because I didn't want to get any story <laughs> stuff. Because like I really liked the story in Injustice. Mm-hmm. I read every issue of the digital oh, comic, the comic yeah. um, that started super strong, and then when Tom Taylor left, it kind of tailed off a little bit. Uh, and that basically the end of that takes you up until the first game. Mm-hmm. And now Tom Taylor is back writing another prequel comic that bridges the gap between game one and game two. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's and cool. it's seven issues in, and um, you know Superman's in prison, and there's 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 That's crazy cool. things going on but yeah like i'm i'm hyped to play this game and i'm terrible at fighting games uh, so i reached out to one of my friends who's a um, big fighting game guy and he was saying it's reviewing really well at all the major outlets but like the fighting game community doesn't like it very much uh that's it, like a lot of the characters are like zoners and so he showed me a video of like one of the top injustice players playing deadshot and playing against another like good person and it's impossible to get a hit on deadshot mm. he he just he shoots so much that you can't the, the guy couldn't find a way to like get around his shots um and like in the fighting game community right now it's like it's like they're kind of pissed about it and i thought they'd be pissed about like the whole loot system yeah there's a big loot system in it which is interesting yeah, yeah. um but we'll see like game, yeah. he was saying for, for like casual people which hello i'm casual yeah um it would yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun and so that's the way i like playing fighting games so yeah and i, I mean obviously the nether realm nether realm games have sort of gone back and forth with how they've been embraced by the competitive fighting game community, but I've always felt like they're a little bit more about the casual experience than like the Capcom stuff, like the yeah. Street Fighters of, of the world and stuff like that. I so, agree. So yeah, I'm super looking forward to, to playing it and, and playing through the story mode. Uh, the, the first one was pretty beefy. It was like eight hours or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was like a that. long, it was long. Yeah. yeah. So, and what I like about it too, and again, it's one of the things where if you're not, if you're not good at fighting games, like the game, at least the first game would dynamically change the difficulty. Like if you lost once, twice, it would make, you know, the third time you'd fight the enemy. Be easier. It'd be way easier. Yeah. Um, and that's good. I mean, because they don't want people getting stuck on, on these fights. It's not, you're, when you're playing the story mode in those games, you're not training to be better at the game. You're just, you're just going in to see like all of the story stuff. Yeah. So uh, very cool. Very, very cool. All right, Justin, you've got six games on your list. I think so. And you've got three minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to knock these two out really quickly. Uh, I'm still playing Flint Hook. Uh, Flint Hook. I am still enjoying it a good deal. Uh, not as much as Rogue Legacy. I've beaten the second boss, but I find myself coming back to it. Uh, I did finally get to dig into the show 17. I think that game is really good. Played a couple of uh, regular games, a couple of games in their retro mode, and was mm-hmm. starting to do one of their build-a-team things. Um, I'm having fun. I'm going to stick with that game for a while. Uh, I finally... Oh, you, you and I have been waiting for this game, Strafe. Um, yes, uh, we saw it about a year ago. 
Uh, it is a roguelike game m- made purposely to look like old school Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks uh, super cool. Uh, what was neat about it was, you know, every level is procedurally generated, but like a lot of the aliens would have like newer things about them. So it's like when you shoot an alien, sometimes they would have like acid blood and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool concept. The game plays like absolute garbage on PS4. <laughs> uh, it has maybe the worst frame rate I've seen in a, in a like a release on the system. Uh, it hitches up for three or four seconds at a time oh, wow. when there's a lot of enemies on the screen every five or six seconds if you're making fast movements. So that kind of seems like the thing for that game too. Yes, so. <laughs> uh, definitely. <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, so I would definitely wait for a patch uh, before even thinking mm-hmm. about it. But Strafe like has a cool thing going for it, so I will just sit back and wait for a patch. Yeah. Um, continuing Zelda, almost 20 hours in now. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, I've been playing Zelda, like, secretly oh, wow. on the download yeah, for a while. Yeah, I know. Um, that game is really good, mm-hmm. but we already heard, all know that. Yeah. Um, two big things I've been playing. I bought Prey and been playing a, a good amount of Prey. I'm, like, six hours, five, six hours in. Um, if you like Bioshock, it's one of those. It's a, so far, it is a really good one of those. Very atmospheric. Uh, maybe one of the strongest openings in a first-person shooter I've ever seen. The first half hour is stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, visually, uh, conceptually, um, dynamically, like the way that the scenes transition. Um, the, I, I told you the credit sequence was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a little bit to say about that later. Um, it's just big open areas for you to walk around and explore. I am. I spent five hours like in the first two areas when I realized should have. I could have only spent like an hour or mm. so. I'm just having fun poking at everything because you could do so much. Like yeah. you could go around into different rooms that you shouldn't be able to get into because you found an open window and shot something through it to open one of the doors. And like I'm reading all the data logs. It's a world that I'm super interested in right now. Yeah. Uh, the game that I spent the last. I don't know, like 16 hours in is Smite. Mm-hmm. Which you've already put like 100 hours into. No, I haven't put that much, but I, I, I've i put a good 50-something hours okay. into Smite in the past. Um, my friends all of a sudden started playing Paragon randomly, which I tried to get them into like a year ago, and they were like, come play Paragon. So I was all right. So I went and I played, and I just had a miserable round um, and <laughs> thought like, if I'm going to play a MOBA, let me play the MOBA that I love. And so I... Uh, I decided to get back into Smite uh, with my buddy Eric, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been playing for two to three hours every night, and I really committed myself into, like, I, I used to just play it playing, like, one or two characters, and I still have, like, my one character that I'll go to when I'm like, I've been having bad goes lately. Let me fall into something familiar, but I've been trying more of the characters out. I think they're up to, like, 80-something characters, and since I bought the game, I have them all. Um, that game is really good. You know, it's it's a MOBA that doesn't get as much publicity um as like league of legends or dota um heroes of the storm has its own like little thing carved out over there and it's blizzard and it will always do fantastic because they have the overwatch crowd now (laughs) playing it um which was brilliant by the way um but yeah like smite is a really good game and i i think it is a like they offer so many different modes now that like i was trying to tell the guys playing paragon like you play Paragon, and if you're having a good round, like a good balanced round, that game is going like an hour and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And like I, I enjoy that every now and again, but I really like a lot of the modes in Smite are like half hour. Like mm-hmm. we had one go the other night, like fifty something minutes, and I actually posted a, tw- a picture on Twitter from it. But for the most part, they're usually between like I'll say like fifteen and thirty five minutes for like one good round, and you feel good about it, and you can get a couple of those in a night. So if you're having like a really miserable round, but your teammates are carrying you, you don't want to be playing for an hour and mm-hmm. ten minutes. Um, so yeah, like I'm back in Smite. 
I said before, the only thing that would ever, like a year ago, I said, what will get me off Smite is um, something like spectacular. And then Overwatch rolled around. Mm -hmm. So like Overwatch is on the back burner right now. I've rolled back to Smite. And I have a feeling that those two games I will be swapping between for the next few years. Right. I'm, I'm already year, like three years into Smite. It was yeah, yeah. On my game of the year list, the first year we did this. It's true. That's so, one of the ones you tried to convince us of, and everyone just kind of shook their heads at you. Yeah, I know, because heaven forbid, <laughs> heaven forbid somebody try something. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, I'll get my three minutes and I will go. Um, so yeah, uh, my refrain is going to be kind of similar as it's been the last uh, couple of weeks, and we'll talk about this more actually on the show and sort of my topic, but playing playing and watching both a lot of players unknown battlegrounds uh which has definitely captured my imagination in a way i did not expect um Me either it's really fun to, it's really fun to watch um and especially watching the people that i like to watch play video games playing it has been a ton of fun um and uh it just lends itself to some the kind of madness that i enjoy when watching streams like that and, and playing it it's well it's very like everything, it's a very fun to play with people that are your friends. And I think if Hugh hadn't just built his PC, I probably would not be as into the game as, as I as I am. But having someone to play with um, has made it a, a lot of fun. Um, and even when you don't play well, uh, the curve for that is very different in this game. You know, because what we were talking via text message, there is like a there's a big aspect of luck when it comes to because you just might turn around the corner and there just might be somebody there and there's no way you could have known that they were going to be there. It's not like you strategically dropped in the wrong place. You could have done absolutely nothing wrong and then there's just somebody there when you open that door or, you know, whatever. Um, and of course, there's aspect of like people who are good at shooting guns in games are going to win encounters with you more than, more than they're not. But there's so many other ways to interact with the game and so many other ways you can try to get your way to the end of the game that uh, I find it very engaging um, and interesting to play. Um, and there's just a sense of tension constantly th throughout because you die and that's it. It's over. But unlike a game like Arma or a game like more like DayZ or something like that where you're putting like hours and hours and hours and hours into like these experiences and more like the DayZs of the world. Um, and then also you die and then like you've spent four or five hours playing something and you've lost that, act, that, that progress. This is just I've been playing for 10 minutes and now I have to start again, which is not so bad. Um, so I found that really enjoyable. Um, and when you get a kill, it feels very satisfying. <laughs> uh, and I've also been playing a little bit of Heroes of the Storm. Um, sort of because of the Overwatch thing, but not really totally. Just because like I, I've sort of... I wanted to play it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I And remember. nobody would play it with me. Um, and, and now it was easy to get Hugh interested in it because of the Overwatch aspect of it. And now he's playing it, and I, we, we only played like one match together. Um, I played a little bit on my own. Like last night, I played a little bit. Um, and I, I got, you know, they, they just came out with a rollout with a 2.0 update for it. So it's like Nexus 2.0. And one of the things that happens is, A, you get a lot of loot boxes when you sign back in if you haven't been signed in for a long time, which is always nice in a Blizzard game. But also, they give you, like, I think 100 of, like, the for pay currency, and you can use that to buy these packs, these starter packs they have. And basically, they're a pack of 20 heroes that you can buy in the different uh, classes. So, like, assassin, support, you know, um, tank, blah, blah, whatever. They have a, they don't, it's, they're not all exactly the kind of labeling that, I, that, that, that you would think from, like, a, some other games. But basically, they go, like, okay, 
they have actually have a, a test on their website that you can take that asks like, what do you like to do in games? Do you like to do this? Do you like to do that? Do you like to do this? Do you like to? And then when you finish that test, it goes, you should probably play these kind of heroes, Brilliant. which is a great idea um, and a great thing. Of course, Blizzard is the company that does that. Um, yeah. So like, I took that test knowing what it was going to say, and it was like, oh, you should probably play support. <laughs> Like, I knew it was going to say that, but I did it. And so I bought the support pack and it gives you like 20 heroes, I think. And they're just yours. Like you, they, they're not, they're not rotating in the, in the, in the free to play. They have their rotating heroes, um, that go in from all the classes every, every, every month or whatever it is. What characters from Overwatch are in there now? Um, I know Tracer is. Tracer, Zarya, Zarya. Lucio, um, Lucio, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, I, I think Diva. Diva is in it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Diva's definitely in it. I think it's so far. Oh, Genji is in it. Genji's in it. Kelsey. Yeah. Diva's in another game besides Overwatch. Is this know, making you just... want to play Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> yeah, because I got excited like when you brought it up because I've been meaning to play it because uh, I played. Um, I don't know if it was the same card game, but I played a Blizzard card game last semester hearthstone was it hearthstone hearthstone yes yes exactly and i really like that and so i started getting more into blizzard mm -hmm. and like i really enjoy uh everything that they put out so i've been meaning to pick up you and about the storm. a billion people yeah and the cool thing about it kelsey is that like these kind of <laughs> games like these moba games like i've played little bits of them here and there um but just like they are good with shooters and good with card games they're very good at onboarding new people into the experience and making it um, a simpler and much like it's about smite. Like again, I've only played games against the AI right now to like, cause there's some quests and stuff that are involved with it. And you can unlock overwatch loot boxes. If you finish these quests, damn it. I'm going to have to download this game in the console. Cause if you link your, your PlayStation account to your blizzard account, mm. they'll, they'll open up in, in your, um, in your, in your PlayStation account. That's all you can get the diva um, police, police, police woman skin, but <gasps> <laughs> oh my god um uh i need the, to play you know i played three matches last night it took an hour to play three matches you That's know good. and I don't, and again when you're playing with against other people it might take longer of course longer. of course but um it, it was a still a fun experience and the cool thing about the overwatch characters and I, i'm sure this is true of the characters who are from the other games as well because um, it's all from all across the Blizzard universe, right? StarCraft, Diablo, Warcraft, uh, Lost Vikings, like all of this stuff, all this crazy stuff. Um, uh, Lucio plays like Lucio. You know, like he has the same abilities and you unlock extra abilities as you go along and different kind of modifiers for your abilities. They really have this, like the same, like similar type abilities? It's the exact same ability. I didn't know that. It's the exact same ability. So Lucio has a speed boost or a healing boost that's an area of effect. You can, you can, it can always be running, you know, as you go, but, or you can amp it. And then as a cooldown, um, you can do his boop as well. Um, which that's like unbelievably smart, which you're, he wall runs as well. So when you like, and it's more like he tree runs. Cause like you, you run like into the woods and stuff like that. And if there's like an obstruction in your way, he'll kind of skate around the obstruction, um, and get, and get around it. He, you, one of your cooldowns is the, you know, the power where you put, you know, the, what is the his alt called in Overwatch? Um, the, Let's break it down. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> what, what whatever called. it's called <laughs> that gives you extra shields. Um, I don't know what any of the supers are actually called in Overwatch. <laughs> I just know what the moves are. 
<laughs> so that one, uh, he does that. That's one of the cooldowns, the one, things that you can go through and do. And then there's extra stuff. Like there's there's a cool ability where, because in MOBAs, what happens is as you level up, you get the ability to unlock other powers. Um, in Heroes of the Storm, it's very like, very straightforward. It's just like, okay, here are four abilities. Pick the one you want to do. And and then it goes to the and next level, next level, whenever you level up. You're not going back and buying things in a shop like you are in like Dota or something like that. That's one thing that's easier about it uh, to understand for new people, I would say. Uh, one of the abilities you can get is you can have this boom box that you throw out that you can leave places that has an area of effect heal in itself. So you throw it out and you can heal people while you're not there. While you're not there. Great. Which is very, very cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to download this tonight. You know, and... Uh, Do they have something that tells you if, you can, yeah. if your PC can run it? Probably. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I will say that it's a very low impact game, I think. I think if you put it on, you know, medium settings, I think most rigs can probably run it. I wonder if my laptop could run it. Yeah, probably. I would say probably. I need that. Yeah. I need that uh, skin. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, I think my MacBook can run it too, so I'm probably gonna get it. Yeah, it's it's fun, you know. And and uh, Diva does, she has like, and, and I will say that like, you know, every character, most characters like, have they have all their abilities, and they also have an attack they just do if you're in proximity of the of enemies. So yeah. Lucio's constantly shooting out his kind of you know, dubstep gun constantly uh, if if you're close enough. Um, Diva is the same thing. Like when you get close, she'll shoot her her, her guns. Um, she has, you know, the 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 the, sh- the shield that she can put up. You know, she has the boost to to kind of boost forward. And when you and she has the self destruct. And then when, but and just like in Overwatch, if you're fighting people and you get your health gets taken down to zero. You don't die. You come out of your suit, and then you run around as such a small as thing, pilot diva, but so goddamn smart. Yeah, yeah. So I played as I played both Lucio and Diva. Um, diva I don't own, but you can try out any character you want. Um, they put, have you like a they basically have like a try out a character mode, and you can basically go like, okay, I want to see what she is like at level one. I want to see what she's like at level thirty. You know, and, and you can unlock all the powers. You can change the the difficulty of the enemies. You can do all this kind of stuff to That's like super good. see what's going on with the character. Um, I have Zarya unlocked. She was part of like the support um, bundle that I bought. And uh, you have, if you bought, if you bought Overwatch, I think at any point in the Origins edition, you have Tracer. She, as long as you link your accounts, you have her. Um, I haven't used her yet, but cool. Uh, it's it's cool. And I tried a couple other like there was a couple. I I was checking out other support characters like from other things, and I had a good time. You know, it definitely is a process because I have to like. I'm having the same thing with Battlegrounds, like learning like to use the keyboard to like do the different options and stuff like that. Like it's pretty easy. It's like a line of keys. Um, so I'm, but I, sometimes I forget like is E the power that does this or is Q the power that does this, that kind of thing. But you know, you play enough, you start, you start to get it. Um, it's click to move, which I know Justin hates. Hates. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm having a lot, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm definitely going to play more. It's, it's one of those games where you can just sort of sit down for an hour, play a couple matches, and just, like, have a good time. And there's a lot of strategy involved if you're playing with the right group of people and stuff like that. So, cool. And also, it has all the Blizzard polish and stuff in it that makes it fun. Sold. Yeah. So, what's I've been doing? Sold. <laughs> um, let's see. What else have we got on this the docket here? Okay. So, uh, we have a listener question. I like questions. Justin, do you want to read this first listener question here? I like questions. This is from Sean. Uh, who's at Sean underscore style. Good. We have all the Twitter handles. 
in my opinion, open world games are too long. Because of this, I normally don't complete them um, because he's being left dissatisfied bored. Are games too long now? Sean yes. Is a, is, Sean is a man after my own heart. Um, Kelsey, <laughs> you agree? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I disagree. I know you disagree. I, um, I, and I hate long games. Yeah, figured. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Kelsey, for you, is is it more about you you get bored with them, or you feel like you don't have enough time to finish them? It's it starts with not having enough time, and then it moves into boredom. Because then, when I go back to it, and I want to get into it again, but then oh, there's injustice too. It just came out. Oh, there's another game that just came out, and if the game's too big, and I spent let's say even. I spend four to five hours on an eight-hour game, but then another game comes out. I'm less interested in completing the rest of the half of the game. Wait, Kelsey, your eight-hour game? You think it's too long? You're shooting your own point in the kneecaps. (laughs) Kelsey only wants gone home length games. Uh, Five-minute games. Those are the best. This is the new the new thing. Five-minute games. Okay, but I'm tw- okay. A twenty-hour game. Okay, all right. And yes. then I play ten. Yes. Okay. I was giving like an example. Yes. Because I said you finish game. four hours of eight-hour game. You should probably just finish that game. Because you probably only yes. You only okay. Have four I realize. <laughs> I realize how dumb I sound. <laughs> but like a twenty to thirty-hour game, for example, Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. You, I know you guys didn't like enjoy it that much, but I was really enjoying it. Justin enjoyed. And it. I haven't gone back to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, did I, you? I, I did. I he on ended up the last podcast. I, I did. I, I said. I you know. I, I don't oh. think. I don't think it is a great game, but I think it. I think it's a good game. Mm. Well, I think if I would have finished it, I would have thought it was a great game. Mm, okay. And I, I was really enjoying it. I thought it was a lot of fun, but it's just too. It's just too big. There's too many things to do, and sometimes that discourages me. Yeah, and I'm Kelsey. I'm t- I'm like with you almost 100. percent Not on the eight hour to four hour thing, but on the <laughs> <laughs> even even for me, 20 hours is it's if I'm if it's a game I'm enjoying is an acceptable, e- easy to sort of to digest length for me. Um, but for me, I, I it's not that I think I don't think games as a whole are too long. Just in, in, in theory, right? I think in theory, a game, much like a movie or much like a book, should be as long as it needs to be to effectively yes. communicate its story, its systems, its whatever it's trying to get across. Whether that's a, a great narrative or just an interesting collection of mechanics that it puts together into an engaging experience. I think that what happens now, I think that there is too much of a push to make too many things big sprawling experiences that don't either need to be or don't do enough to merit having that experience. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I think that a lot of the problem with my, my problem with mass effect uh, Andromeda is that you look at the scope of that game and what, and what you were doing in a, in, in a moment to moment context. And I don't think the length of that game supported what it was actually doing. You, you know what I'm I, saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, but let's take, I mean, Mass, we, keep, we keep talking about Mass Effect, so let's take Mass Effect as an example. 
if you solely focused on the main story of Mass Effect, you can complete that game in like 25 hours. Right, yes. Which is on par with all other Mass Effect games. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I, I think a lot of games are like that. Like, mm. The Witcher 3 is an example. Um, I actually know Sean. And we, we had a back and forth about this conversation. And I'm glad he asked the question so we could have like a group discussion mm. about it. He brought up The Witcher 3 and that he had never ended up completing The Witcher 3 because he kept getting distracted by side quests. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about the side quests is, from what I understand of The Witcher, and I one day hope to play it, <laughs> is that a, lot of that a lot of that game is really good. Yeah. And that you want to get into the side quests and stuff. He's like, well, I never ended up finishing it. I put like 60 hours in and never saw the end. I were 60-something-something mm-hmm. hours. And yeah, I get that. But at any point, you could stop doing the side quest and just go finish the game. Oh, yeah, totally. But I, but I think there's a distinction, right, between – this is why I don't think it's good as an umbrella statement because The Witcher is a long game because it has a ton of interesting content that fills it. And that, to me, is more that problem of – is more the other problem that Kelsey was talking about, which is that, like, feeling overwhelmed by it no matter, no matter how yeah. good it is, right? You're like, oh, my God, like, I see 100 hours in front of me. I don't have 100 hours. Should I even bother putting – 10 hours into it if I can't put 100 hours into Welcome it. Welcome to my persona problem. Yeah. No, and that's my persona problem too, right? Is that like, I, I'm very much enjoying the game, but it's like, it feels like you're an ant moving across the, like the Sahara Desert, right? It's like, you, you might walk for an entire day yes. and be like, I still have 100 days in front of me to, to walk. A- and that to me is the problem with like all games being too long. I don't think, those games are sort of outliers to me, right? Those games are like, those games feel to me that like they, they, and inhabit and and deserve their lengths, you know, in, in a qualitative way. For me, it's like, let's say a game like Mafia 3, which just came out, which is a game I did not, I put maybe four or five hours into it. I put like 15, I think. And was very interested in the narrative aspect of it, but once I was presented with the, here's your standard sort of crime open world, you have all these districts to conquer and stuff like that. Agree. Totally agree. And games aren't historically, and I think they're getting a little better with this, aren't good at telling you like, this isn't important. Right. Because as a game player, you, you don't want to be like, Oh, I finished the story, but someone goes, Oh my God, you didn't do the blah, blah, blah side quest. It was amazing. All this great story stuff happened. You don't want to, you don't want to miss that stuff. Right. You don't want to be the guy who was like, Oh shit. Like I just thought the story was the important part. Right. So games, games like mafia, which don't you? I don't think by all, by all accounts. Again, I'm, I'm speaking not from all personal experience here, so I could be speaking out of turn. I'm using it as an example. Don't use that open world and that length to do anything except for be like, oh look, we're an open world game, and it's like a, it's like a line on the back of the box, right? Yeah. Um, whereas would that game have been better suited if it was a tighter experience? I think a hundred percent, probably right. Yeah. So in that thing, I think maybe th- again, it's a case by case basis. It's like maybe Mafia was. Three was too long. And there are probably people who disagree with me, right? People probably who love that game who are like, no, being able to be in that open world tells more of a story than just if they did just the narrative part of it. But for me, it's like th- this, this sort of bloat on games that I feel like if I, I feel like if you're going to make an open world game, and I'm not, let's not, let's leave like the Bethesda model out of it because that's, that's a totally different like world, right? That's just like, everything is here. You know, some of it's going to be interesting. Some of it's not, it's like life, you know, that like, that's what I feel like Bethesda sort of does with their, with their shit. Um, if you're going to make, I don't want to play your game and you tell me, and then I have to read a guy that says you should skip side quests 10 through 15 because they're, su- they suck. You know, it's like they're, 
then that shouldn't be in your game. The only reason they're there is so you can pad out the the, the timing. Say, I, I get what you're saying 100%, and I agree. A lot of games have, like, filler stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of the side quests in Mass Effect were like, whatever. Right. Like, I don't, I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. But then I think yeah. about the way that we consume games. Yeah. You and I, and to an extent Kelsey, yeah. we'll play everything that we can get our hands on as fast as possible mm-hmm. to A, because we love it, yeah. and B, because we want to <laughs> stay in the know. Yeah. But there are t- there are people who probably went out and bought Mafia, and that was like one of two games they 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 played that year. Totally, yes. and they got a hundred hours out of it. Yeah, or like Mass Effect. Like, yes, I it took me forty two hours to beat Mass Effect. The average time for completion, just playing the main story, was around like twenty five to twenty seven hours. Now, if you were a person that bought Mass Effect and like is totally enthralled with that world and likes that game, you want to spend as much time as you can in that game. So I think in a way that they offer all that extra stuff. Like, it's there if you want it, but you don't need it. Right. And, like, I, I feel like if we start stripping that stuff out of games, then more people are going to be like, all right, well, I got this game, and, like, I, I wish that there was more for me to do in it. There are those people who wish that type of stuff. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, like, let's take former podcast host Jackie Turner. Like, I remember she played through something. I forgot what it was. She was like, oh, and I only got, I only got like, 27 hours out of it. It was a short game. And I was like... Are you- like, it blows my mind, right, to hear that statement coming out of somebody's mouth. Because to me, 27 hours is, like, that's a pretty long game. That's a, you know, I think a lot of the, like, I think there's, like, four different, like, three or four different classes of games now. Mm. You have your adventure-based story mm. games, yeah. um, like, a la Edith Finch mm-hmm. or Little Nightmares, which is, uh, you know, your four to five hour game. Uh, you have your, like, first-person shooter stories, which are, like, 10 to 15 hours. Then you have your open-world games, like a Far Cry, Horizon... Um, near automata games, which are somewhere between like thirty and forty hours, twenty-five to forty hours, and then you have anything after that, you're in the like, you're in the trenches now. Yeah, you're in your Bethesda, uh-huh. The Witcher, mm-hmm. um, like massive yeah. type games, mm-hmm. uh, Personas. Mm-hmm. So like I like I I like that there's all these different models. So it's like yeah, like some people are going to beat Zelda in, you know, twenty hours, and mm-hmm. some people are going to beat it in. 150 right yeah I, I like the fact that games give you that option yeah and, and, and i don't i, I don't think I, like like what i'm saying i like to answer sean's question I, I don't think that as a rule games are too long like I, I think that but as someone myself who thinks that when you're creating something right you should be creating the, the best version of that thing right and if the best version of that thing creatively whether that story or mechanic wise is something that has 15 less missions in it then to me and this is just the way i think about things that's the thing that should be put out right the but it's again but we're, but but these things vary in, in games that have emergent worlds right and, or games that have like clockwork systems it's that's why bethesda's games are a little different because there's so much stuff interacting with itself there that the world itself is it's almost its own mission. And how much enjoyment you get out of that world is, is going to be up to the person, right? And, but I'm never going to say, like, even though I didn't connect with Fallout 4, I'm never going to say Fallout 4 should have been a shorter video game, right? Because that's not the point of, of those games. But I, I, to me, it's more of that middle ground of game that's like, no, it's an open world game because it, it's an open world game. Yeah, I mean, Those not, are the ones yeah. where I'm like, not even just for me, just for like I think people would have more, uh, people would have a better opinion of those games if they were a more focused experience. Back to Mass Effect, like yeah, 
I don't think Mass Effect is a great game with an open world structure. Right. I think the the previous two games are much tighter, well done experiences because they were more quote unquote guided experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, Mafia is another great example of that. Yeah. Where it's like it just it doesn't need to be open world, but so many games do feel the need to to be bigger, be longer, offer more. Yeah. But like like again, like I you know I, I see both sides of the argument, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm more on the side of. Offer as much as you can, and the people who want to take it will take it, and the people who don't, don't. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yes, 100%. Like, I'm, I, I'm never going to say, like, those games shouldn't exist, but I think for me, like, if Mafia had been a 15-hour game, I would have played it all the way to the end. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? But instead of playing three hours of it and being yeah. like, no, nah, I'm good, because I don't want to drive for five minutes from one side of the map to the other god that game was killed by that <laughs> that's and that's the thing too is like that's my problem too is like that's the, not even a lot of missions it's like mass effect Andromeda. going back to it is like i gotta drive across this planet that has nothing on it like except for an enemy and a little enemy here and here but you're gonna make me drive for three minutes because why and that and that's the part where it gets me is like when i have to ask why am i doing this that's the part that 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 bothers me um, yeah. at, about length of games. Kelsey, you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I think you took the words that like right out of my mouth. It does feel like I'm a little ant in a desert. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, if I know it takes a long time, like if I have fr- friends who tell me like, "Oh, this cool part happened, but you had to do like this side quest and something like that." Then I'm I'm just like oh like even when the side quest pops up I'm like I don't even look because I I'm like I just want to do the game I want to play the game the way I guess the creators um, set out the story mm-hmm. and then sometimes I might get distracted by side quests and then I get lost then have to find my way back right so yeah sometimes I'm I, I'm just not in the mood. And other times I might really be in the mood. Like usually when I first get a game, very into um, exploring everything and like trying not to miss anything. And then after a while, I just doze off from it. Like the (laughs) the last of us, (laughs) the last of us kept me engaged. Like I know it's not the same thing, but in my head, like had it not had that interesting story or something that grasped me right away, that game too, I might have just quit it halfway i think yeah and, and again like and it's one thing right because sto- games that are totally reliant on their story which even though yeah, La- even yeah. though last of us has a lot of mechanics in it it's a story just much like yeah. uncharted it's a game that's about the characters in the story and if those things don't grab you early it's very likely you're going to drop off of them I think we have a better language and understanding of how to talk about those things, though, because in that way, we can talk about them like the way we talk about movies or TV shows, right? It's like, we understand, like, if a story hasn't grabbing us in the first couple of hours, it's like if you try to watch a television show and the first couple episodes don't grab you, right? But when it comes to mechanics yeah. and, like, systems and and the way games are structured, it's a different scenario, right? Like, you, you mentioned Zelda, right? I spent about 70 hours in Zelda, but it felt like 10, to me you know i just got like lost in it constantly and that's a great feeling to have when you get lost in something like that um you lost entire days to zelda yeah totally and and it's one but it's one of those games and i think the games that i play for a long period of time um and playing for 70 80 100 hours they're very good at making you feel like you could leave at any time so you keep going 
You know what I mean? Like, Zelda, you're never in the middle of anything that's a very long, time-consuming experience, right? Like, you're going from here to there, you're doing a shrine, you're doing a whatever. None of it takes two hours, you know? It's all, like, 30 minutes here, 15 minutes here, 40 minutes there. And so you never feel like you're like, okay, I'm in the middle of a three-hour quest right now that, you know, I have to see to the end. You know, there's no chapter 13 of Final Fantasy, you know, 15. Um, so I feel like it it um, it brings you along. The, the Witness is another thing, another game that I lost days to. But it's the same thing. Everything is like these micro things that you can do. And there's just a puzzle in front of me. I, I finish the puzzle, I can be done. I'll go on to the next one now, you know, and, and you get that feeling all the time. It was the same way when exactly. I played, when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, which is a very long game, right? Yeah. But the way those missions are structured, I always felt like I can just leave after this next mission. But I just keep going back in because I was enjoying the loop of it, right? So I think that's the part to me that that. But when you're playing a game like Persona or The Witcher, there is no leaving. There is no leaving. It's like, oh, if I'm going to sit down and play this game, I better play it for. Two hours. Two hours, three hours, four hours to get to get the experience I'm supposed to get out of it. Yeah. And maybe that's an unfair way to think about it because maybe that's not what the designers are intending, but that's how it feels to me with, with, with those games. There are definitely games like that. And so it's daunting. And that's the same way, like, if you had told me, like, oh, it takes 70 hours to get through as much of Overwatch as you're going to want to play, I'm like, that's too many. But that's how many hours I put into Overwatch you know, but I, I, but yeah. it's, but it's not saying Overwatch doesn't tell me you've got to put in seventy hours. You know, it just goes that's how much I put into it because I've enjoyed doing it. Um, and so I think that's the part to me that I feel like maybe it's not about the length, maybe it's just about the way that the games are put together and designed that hasn't really caught up to how long the games are. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that's the way I've been I've been kind of thinking about it. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on. That was a very good question, Sean. Good question. Um, so, uh, let's, uh, Kelsey, I know last week you wanted to talk about mobile games. Do you still want to do that or are you not feeling it anymore? Do you guys want to? Yeah, let's talk about it. I just want to make sure you, cause you put in the doc last week when you were supposed to be on the show and then you weren't. I just wanted to make sure that you were still, you were still fired up to talk about it. Uh, yeah, well, it's just because I was thinking about it from uh, playing Robot Unicorn Attack for like it's a great a it's a great about... game name it's a great name yes it, first of all the music is the best part of that whole entire game <laughs> and it has stayed consistent and I still know the lyrics I opened up the new game on my phone and I I put the volume on because I'm like I know it's the same song <laughs> and as soon as I went in I knew the song I knew the motions I just I love that game I spent Lots of class time in in uh, CJEP, which was pre university. <laughs> a lot of time on the the first game. <laughs> um, but I played that on the computer. So, and now this one I'm playing it on uh, my iPhone, especially like when I'm going to and from class because it's about an hour to get to downtown from my house. So. I play a lot of that on the Metro and I just wanted to know, like, it depends the person you speak to, but sometimes people consider mobile games, not real games. And I'm specifically talking like, let's say, for example, my parents, they'll be like, oh, I play Candy Crush. <laughs> can you please uh, join me so I can pass, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And what I consider 
like what I consider my dad a gamer, but at the same time, if I would play Candy Crush, I would consider myself a gamer. So I was like just thinking about this, and I wanted to like just bring it up to see what you guys thought about it. Yeah, totally. I. I've always thought that like these divisions that people have with what makes someone a gamer, what are real games, what aren't real games, I've always thought are sort of pointless and sort of bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like your your mom playing like an endless runner on her phone does not think of herself like a gamer you know she's not thinking yeah but if she wanted if she was like i love temple run it's my favorite game and and made me a gamer i'd be like good for you mom yeah oh absolutely yes you do you you know and i think that it's like but it's because games are constantly becoming a bigger and more ubiquitous thing and it's no the, the holdover of like are you a gamer is from a time when it was a much more niche thing to be Right. First yeah. of all, it was a thing that kids did. That was that was what what it was first, you know. And then as as it transitioned later, it became a thing that that people who were kids when they started playing it were still playing it. But now it's become a thing where like you know, fifty million people have a PS4, um, and I guarantee you, not all those fifty million people think of themselves as quote unquote a gamer. You, you know, they probably play mm-hmm. one or two games a year. Um, you know, and, and have a good time with it. And I think that that th- this division is something that was created because it was a niche market. No one goes like, are you a movie? Like you, you can be like, are you a movie fanatic? Are you like really into movies? Like, do you know a lot about movies? But we never go like, oh, this person doesn't really like movies. They only watch 10 yeah. movies a year, you know? Like that's, that's a stupid distinction. And I think that it it doesn't need to be there. I think obviously mobile games... I think have a little bit more of a range of how sort of dumb they are to how good they are than most games that make it out, you know, in the public consciousness. Otherwise, you know, like most, there, I mean, there's a lot of dumb games that end up on steam or even on the PS4 store or whatever, but those games are really filtered yeah. out of the public consciousness, the way that like popular mobile games that might be very flimsy do like candy crush, let's say. But I think that, I, I think that, there are a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff on mobile. A lot of really cool stuff that has a lot of worth and, and value. Um, and I think that, of course, they're real games. You know, I I, I think that. Yeah. I think that. I mean, is that's like saying like, is Scrabble a real game? Yes, Scrabble is a real game. It's not. It's not a game that takes like itchy trigger fingers and good dexterity to play, but it takes a certain mental acuity to play. And so, what's the difference between doing that and playing a puzzle game? You know. Um, yeah. So th- that's how I feel about that stuff. Yeah, like, I think, like, let's say my dad, he'll say, oh, I'm not a gamer. Then I'll be like, okay, you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, and then if someone else says that they are, they consider themselves a gamer. Like, I just, to me, sometimes, like, depending on who you talk to, they might get defensive, apropos, like, their game. Yeah. And it was also touched upon because they were, I don't remember what article it was, but they were discussing um, how many people know of the Switch mm-hmm. compared to the PS4 and the Xbox One. I think that was the article. And you had to distinguish, like they distinguish between who is a gamer and who isn't. Right. But I found that that distinction in itself is weird because someone who might not be a gamer might know a lot about games because their kid plays mm-hmm. and they play with their child. 
So there was like a lot of things in that article that I found like it's sub it's a subjective topic. Yeah, of course. Uh, not like it's just difficult to make that distinction and I find like when you're the one making the distinction then it's um I don't know how to say it. Then it works, mm -hmm. I guess. But if someone else, like, I don't agree with, like, even if this article was innocent, it's just, like, to make that distinction is weird. Yeah, and I think it's shorthand for I'm them. I'm not sure if I'm getting across. No, I think, I think that it's shorthand for them saying, like, these are people who pay attention to the world of video games, but they have no other way to shorthand it other than to say gamer. Like, that's how they put it. Like, I, if somebody asked yeah. me if I was a gamer... I would give them a weird look and say, I guess so. Like I play a lot of video games, but I don't self-identify. It's, I don't consider it like a big part of my identity in that way. Yeah. You, you know, Justin, no comment, no comment. No, I have, you have friends who played a lot of a mobile game. Yes. Mobile games are hot fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my French. That um, Fire Emblem game is pretty good. I haven't tried. Yeah. I mean, I've never been into mobile games. Mm. I, I think we're having two separate conversations at once. Like, are you a gamer if you play mobile games? And are mobile games good or bad? I think it's totally. Bad. Are they could, real games? I think uh, it's the, that, that's, the, that's the question. Yeah, I think they're they good like or bad. Inter... Because it's a whole spectrum, right? It's yeah. a whole spectrum yeah. from, good to, from, from I mean, horrible to great. Like, it's, it's there. If you play video games, you're a gamer. Yeah. You could play hot garbage video games, yeah, like, mobile, like mobile games. Yeah. But you could play hot garbage on PS4 too. And yeah. I would still consider you just the same. Yeah, Everyone exactly. has their vices. Yeah. I just I I do not play mobile games. I've tried so many times and I just like there's something about the I don't know the, the entire system about it that I just like I don't like like I just like buttons. That's my really my my problem. I, I, that's part of it as well. But like <laughs> I, I I hate games that where they look for the white whale because I have too many friends that are white whales. Oh, I mean like free to play games. Free to play games where yeah. it's like please dump thousands mm -hmm. of dollars because mm -hmm. I have friends mm -hmm. who have done that and yeah. it's like what is wrong with all of you? Yeah. Um uh, and like, like I've been playing, um, what have I been playing? Type shift, which is like a crossword awesome. puzzle game. Um, I, it is the first mobile game that Angela has ever gotten into at all. If you don't know what type shift is, it. it's, it's like this, it's, like, it's almost like a crossword. It's a crossword, but you have the letters scrambler. in front of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah and you, yeah. you're moving, you're moving, like you'll have like five letters in a line mm. and then four letters in this line uh, going up and down and yeah. you slide them into places to try and make more words. Yeah. And you have clues like, yeah. like a crossword puzzle. It needs like, I like for something like that, it would need some sort of like competitive aspect to it. But like, I just can't get into them at all. Like I, I played it for like a couple hours and was like, all right, I'm good. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I love crossword puzzles. So that it, it, it does something for me. Uh, I, you know, Mario yeah. run, I, I play it. I get angry at it. Cause I'm like, this is not a real Mario game. Jorah, please stop <laughs> making me play this game so you can get all the characters. Yeah. But you, yeah, you have a different experience with that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean like, I just, <laughs> they're not for me. Mm -hmm. They, they, I think that they serve, uh, a, a particular function. I just, it's very strange. Like, this is like a weird thing probably with just me, but like I view my phone as something other than a gaming device. Mm -hmm. Like, and I am in love with video games, but like I read books on my phone. Like mm -hmm. I read the internet. I communicate with people but for some reason. Like I have no interest in games at all. Even like the injustice fighting game, which yeah. is supposedly like the, the one they just released. Mm -hmm. It like ties into the the game and stuff. Like I have no interest in playing it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this too. I'm not a big mobile gamer either. Like I, I, I just, there are a few games that here and there that, that I've played. Like, 
some of the big ones, like I had my, had my time with Angry Birds, you know, when it was huge. Um, Cut the Rope, I also had, you know, my fun with for a yeah. while. Uh, I played this, one of the games, the only game I really got really obsessed with on my phone was Game Dev Story, which was basically like this like sim thing where you were a fake game developer and you would have to like pick what kind of game you wanted to make and then you'd yeah. have to like promote it and sell it and just this loop and then the money you'd get from that you'd use to make another game. Um, and I had a ton of fun play, playing that game. So, the, and I put a lot of hours in, into that thing. And there's been a couple of those like here and there that I've definitely played a lot of. Um, I put, oh, the, I played Hit, not Hitman Go, uh, Hitman, I played Hitman Go on the PS4, so that doesn't count. I played Deus Ex Go on my phone and that was awesome. Um, yeah. Th- there are ones that, that I love, but it takes like a very particular thing to get me into it. Like I played all of Super Mario Run, like I played all the levels or whatever in it and, and I had a good, good enough time. I could buy... Deus Ex Go or Lara Croft Go or Hitman Go on my phone, but I just don't want to. Like, I'd much rather sit and play that on my couch. Which I get. I totally like, get. It's just a weird thing. Like, you're right, maybe with the buttons or something. But. Yeah. I mean, Deus Ex Go was great when I was playing it because I got, like, points, practice points for, for playing it. Thanks for letting me know. I did tell you that. I, we'll get back to a podcast we did talking about it. You're you going, did. like, oh, I need to play that. Probably. <laughs> and then realize it's a mobile game and I'll never do it. Yeah. But, but I think it's a good topic, Kelsey. And I think it's something that. I think people who write about games, um, especially those people who are sort of at outlets that aren't totally focused on games, are still figuring out the right way to talk about this stuff and to word it, and they fall back into... Are you a real gamer? Yeah, like stereotypical ways of, of writing about it, um, because they don't, know, yeah. they don't know any better yet or don't know how to talk about it differently. And it's going to take sites that do talk about games to figure out like way be, be, the best way to talk it's about like it fanatics yeah like to go to, are, to permeate it out are you a sports fan yeah yes like i'm a sports fan yeah i'm a sports fan too but like they use the word fanatic like are yeah. you a fanatic about yeah. the mets yeah it's like yes i am <laughs> no i am not yeah and it's like all right we well, both still like the mets yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> it's a story for a different time yeah it's like for a different your anger at the mets but like yeah they'll, they'll they're like that's a word that they could use. Like, are you a fanatic about games? Like, yeah. do you do you consume it in that way? Yeah. Instead of just classifying everybody under the, under the one umbrella of gamer, right? Which is a holdover, like I said, from this niche time where it was it was like a not uh, it, it was not a widespread thing to play a lot of games. We're just they're just waiting for the word. They're waiting for the word. Exactly, waiting for the word. Um, so, Justin, you can skip mine if you want. No, why do we skip yours? I didn't know if you were on timing. I guess we are running a little bit long in the tooth at this at, at this part. Did yeah. you do more topics? Well, I, can, I can hold mine if you want. Okay, so let's talk about my topic really quick. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be a dad soon. <laughs> it's coming. Yay! Uh, in October. God help you. I think I talked about this on the show. I don't remember if we, we yeah, talked about this on the did. show, did we? Yeah. Um, I mean, I announced it on Twitter and stuff like that, and uh, we announced this past couple days that I'm having a baby boy uh, and um, I'm very excited about it. But as Justin knows much better than I do, there's a whole set of stresses that come along with this. You find um, new ones every day. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even have the kid isn't even here yet. You know, they were t- I'm talking about just like, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with money, right? Because, yeah. you know, a, I'm staring down the, the pipe of a lot of medical bills, uh, which aren't so bad right now. But, you know, it's just this point of, like, you want to start putting money away, getting ready for the bigger bills that are going to be coming down the pipe. But you have a bunch of little bills coming up. So it's a lot of stress in that. Uh, we, you know, Karen and I, have, the, the pregnancy is not, we haven't any, like, really bad scares. But things have not been 
totally smooth either. So that has also been very, very stressful. Um, add to that, again, just the world in general right now. So there's a lot of like constant stress going on. And, and I found that that stress has sort of come home to roost a little bit in the last couple of weeks, especially like, it's kind of just been like, uh, and, I, and I haven't had like really like tough days or anything like that, but it's just been one of those things where like, I've just been kind of exhausted in, in general, you know, it's just like, it's like living each day twice <laughs> in, in a way. Um, and, and I've just, I've been sort of retreating into game experiences like battlegrounds, like heroes of the storm, like overwatch more multiplayer, like, I can play for a little bit and get out like, yeah, there's strategy involved, but the part of my brain that I have to like absorb like a narrative and really pay attention to like, you know, difficult concepts about, you know, all this kind of stuff has not seemed appealing to me at all. And in that I've, I've sort of put both persona and near on hold because they're very much about like near is about very big, huge concepts uh, and persona about different sort of concepts, but both, but both very story heavy things, you know, that take that sort of engagement. And my brain has just not been there for that sort of engagement. So I've been kind of pulled back into these more multiplayer experiences where I can get in, get out. It's just about sort of like point and shoot or, you know, click and move and, and, and just going out. And I don't have to worry about like one round of it. How do you remember the last round to play the next round, I guess, in a lot of ways. And it's, it's a, it's a stress reliever uh, it, it, for me. And it really have had not much desire at all to play any story-driven stuff right now. And um, it's a different thing for me because usually when I have had stress in the past, kind of diving into narrative stuff has been sort of my escape. And it's the opposite for me right now. So I was sort of wondering, like, for both Kelsey and Justin how you guys, when you guys are feeling stressed out or when you guys have stuff going on, what are the games or things, even if not games, maybe it's books, maybe it's TV shows, maybe it's movies that you like to sort of dive into when, when, you're, ha when you're feeling that way? Uh, Kelsey. Um, I think when I'm really stressed, it, ha it has to be something very simple, um, especially with school. Like the reason why I haven't played a, like, a lot of a game is because it takes up a lot of um, my time. Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of, as like as an English major, I have a lot of things to read. So sometimes, uh, not not to bring it up again, but <laughs> robot unicorn attack, <laughs> or like something um, mindless like that. Like I would even consider like Overwatch, where I don't really have to think. I know I just have to get the payroll. <laughs> You know, I know what I have to do instead of like exploring a given area or stressing myself out with, um, not that Overwatch doesn't stress me out, but <laughs> knowing that I don't have to get it to do specific things to get a specific goal or to beat a boss that I know I haven't beat and that's why I'm stuck there and I haven't touched the game in a while. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always stuff like that. If I have to read, it's always going to be like it. Usually it's Harry Potter. I'll read that again. I've I've read the first Harry Potter. I don't even know how many times. It's good comfort reading though. Like, yeah. <laughs> or the Lego the Lego games. That's a good I one. I like those. I like playing those uh, to calm down, especially like the. Um, I really like the one that had just came out, like the most recent Lego Marvel superheroes game. They just announced a sequel. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> 
Uh, but games like that, I don't know. Fun, 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 like games with, I don't know how to say it without being like games that I don't think. Yeah, no, I that guess, makes total I sense. Guess yeah, can, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Justin, what about you? Um, it, it's different every time. Um, there are times where I just need not to think, and I, I share the sentiment uh, sentiment with you guys, where it's like I don't feel. I think it's mostly when I'm just like exhausted, like yeah. tired, mm-hmm. like I don't feel like playing. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't feel like playing a Zelda or a um, a Prey or whatever. I I need to just zone. Yeah, and um, I'll play something like that. But there there, there are times where I've been like completely overwhelmed with life. Um, things going on with the kids, um, work-related stress, money-related stress, things like that, where I don't feel like playing anything at all. Yeah. And I play a ton of video games. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I use that as a let me play Prey for the next four hours and focus on what's going on on the Tallow Station and just block the the, the worries of life out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times I can't do that. And so in those times, I'll take a walk mm-hmm. or um, I've read four books in the last month. <laughs> uh i'm like i'm on a reading kick right now or i'll grab some of my favorite as you can see behind me my graphic novels Mm -hmm. i will grab some of my favorites that i've read multiple times um and i haven't read in years and they're on like some sort of cycle and i'll start reading those again like something different uh like to change things up but i mean games are like games are my thing like Mm -hmm. that is what i do like I'm not a drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even like a huge like let's go to the bar, hang out with friends and stuff like it's just like that part of my life is like come and gone. And so like I find games is like my escape. Yeah, totally. And and I think that part of it for me is like Kelsey was saying and you were saying about the zoning thing. I want something that engages the quiet part of my brain. That so like yeah. so like the unconscious part of, unconscious part of my brain isn't thinking about the problems that I have. You know. Um, but I don't want to have take the other part of my brain and focus on the actual game itself. So I play something like Overwatch or something like that. Like the part of my brain that would be like in the background thinking about the money or the whatever, the whatever is taken up by or the function of the controller and moving around the world and doing this and doing that. And so it's, it's a great release for that for me. The other thing for me too, what I'll do is I'll usually watch like a TV show that I've watched a lot. You know, and something that makes me laugh. Like, Parks yeah. and Recreation is in, like, constant. Like, that's, like, my, I'm having a bad couple of days. I just need to, like, laugh and feel like I'm, like, around a group of people that I enjoy. You know, that kind of thing. And, like, Parks and Rec is like that. Arrested Development's like that. The Office is like that for me. Like, those shows are big comfort food shows for me where it's, like, let me just sort of space out in this world for a little while and, and take it in. Some people resort to... You know, physical exertion. Like yeah, when yeah. some people get a, have a have a bad day, they come home and they punch a punching bag. Right. When I have sometimes I have a bad day and I need to like let go of some frustration, mm-hmm. I go online and I just try and kill as many human beings as possible. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. I would like to hear. You know, if people want to chime in with the things they do to sort of relieve their stress and or when they feel like they're overwhelmed, what they what they turn to. I'd, I'd love to hear those things uh, at talking underscore games. Uh, Let's close this out with one last question. And this is from Gizmodo. What's up, <laughs> Sam? Sam? Uh, at, uh, I don't know if she wants me to read her Twitter handle, so I'm not going to read it. But our friend, friend of the show, Sam, um, she has, uh, asks about betas that don't let you carry your progress over once live. Are they worth it? Do you think Destiny 2's beta will be like that? 
the second question is yes. But yes. Destiny's beta will be like that. Destiny's one beta was like that. It's basically you just testing out the servers for them. They're not, you will if you if you play the Destiny if they do a if they do multiple bays like they did last time, you will play that opening section numerous times. Numerous times. I played it twice before I ever actually played the full retail version of the game. So just know that stuff probably will be definitely be reset. My guess is that Sam's talking about this because I know that she's been playing Marvel Heroes. Yes. And Marvel Heroes is in closed beta right now. And um, they are wiping progress sometime early next week. And she's been probably playing that game for many hours now. Mm -hmm. And I am well aware with Marvel Heroes because when that game came out on PC at launch, I dumped in 10-something hours into the game uh, and then had everything wiped. And it's frustrating. But at the same time, you're you're getting a look at the game where your choices really don't matter that much. Right. So it's like, oh, you know, like I, I specced in the wrong direction or I, I played this character that I really didn't like. Um, you know, if you bought, like for Marvel Heroes, if you bought into that beta, you got money, extra money to spend on the game that is now free money to you. Mm -hmm. So you could be like, well, I wanted to, I, you know, I bought these characters, but I want to try Colossus. Mm -hmm. I try Colossus, he's not for me. Well, that's not, it's not money that you lost now. Yeah. You get it back. Mm -hmm. And you'll have it when the game launches, a soft launch, uh, open beta next week, but a soft launch. So as far as I know, they won't be resetting the servers this time. Okay. Um, that's why I didn't buy in, because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like losing. I didn't play, feel like playing through that uh, uh, can't, I can't. Hell's Kitchen for the 57th yeah, time. Yeah, I can't do it. But again. you're going to find most betas do that. You yeah. know, most betas, you're, you're, you're literally there just doing work for them. Yeah. And people are like, I will rapidly play betas that i'm excited for because i don't care if the sir if the progress gets reset because i just want to play the game mm -hmm. a lot of them are like for the most part they're multiplayer stuff yeah so yeah care like for destiny it doesn't matter if my stuff gets reset because yeah. i'm just going to do it again anyway yeah um but is that, that's always going to be the case yeah yeah so if, if you are playing a beta expecting it to kind of cotton on to whatever progress if you, when you plan to buy the game then it's not going to happen i mean every once in a while it does some 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 people, some betas carry over into the main game. Most time, rare. You're, most time you're going to see that rare. in like maybe MMOs stuff like that. Sometimes, sometimes they'll do that, but most of the time, no, it's not. It, they're going to reset your your, your progress uh, on that stuff. Because um, it's also a way for them to re to balance the game. Yes, like Marvel yeah. Heroes was, was probably spent uh, like a good part of that time was balancing. Yeah. Like, let's see how everybody does, not just to crash the server, but to, all right, let's see how, how does Cyclops stack up when facing, you know, these type of enemies mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that game has reset itself many times. Many times. Like, the fact they're like, okay, you, all your points have been refunded, here you go, and you can go in it fresh again. So, even after the bit is over, you probably expect it to happen again. Yes. So. At some point. Yeah. Totally. Um, is that going to do it for our show, I think? People can reach out to us at talking underscore games on Twitter or games at talkingcombooks.com. Please keep sending in the listener questions. We have some in the bucket now. We have a couple in the bucket, but that don't let that make you get complacent. No listeners. Absolutely not. Send in those questions because we will go through three or four of them in a in an episode and then they'll be all gone. Let's sh let's so uh show Sean that Bobby and I don't always agree on everything. Yeah, we have a new listener who said that we all we just and I agree too much, so that's an interesting <laughs> perspective to have. <laughs> um, she sent him one of our text message conversations. Um, we almost got into a fight, I think, about the crew yesterday. I just stopped talking it to you. It was teetering on that, <laughs> on, that, on, that, on that thing. Nah, though, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we actually have a, a subreddit now. 
um, that you can go and chat about games. I on. signed up for Reddit. Wait, you, I, so I go to Justin. I go, Justin, what's your what's your Reddit username so that I can make you a moderator? He goes, oh, I don't have an account. I'll have to go sign up for one. The last year of your life, all you've been doing is talking about these different Reddits that you visit and see stuff I never on. feel like commenting. I've been trying to get on NeoGAF because that's where I really want to go. And they accepted my application like four months ago, and I'm still waiting for activation. It takes <laughs> up to like a year. Which is nuts. But, I know. but like, uh, they're just more like I, I, when I'm on the GAF uh, subreddit for or the GAF, the, whatever. <laughs> many, I'm on the, I'm on, the, I'm, deep. <laughs> I'm on the GAF thread for Giant Bomb, which yeah. is where I want to like communicate. Yeah. Like, they're just all day in there. Yeah. And whereas Reddit is like, there's a post here and like a bunch of people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's another post. It's like, yeah. I just want to be in the one thing. I'm just surprised you didn't have an account. Yeah. Because it's easier to follow the different Reddits you want to follow if you have an account. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I should, I, I was, I always, was thinking about doing it and just never had the urge to comment on anything. Um, Anyway, it's uh, backslash or forward slash, forward slash, forward slash talking games. It's talking games. Our talking games. Talking games. Our talking games. Yeah. Yeah. One word. Um, You can get to our our subreddit, uh, join up, uh, start commenting. I'm not sure if, if you haven't used Reddit before, you can also make posts in the Reddit. It doesn't have, just have to be like one of us. Yeah. Like anybody can do it. I just don't like know. Maybe people like might be joining it the first time they're on Reddit or something like that. I just want them to know that that's, you can do that. Um, and check out our YouTube channel where we, we uh, Justin and I are, we might be finishing Resident Evil 7 tonight. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. I've been waiting for that video to go up of the last time I played where I got. Very, very angry. Yeah. Very, very angry. It's going to go up. It should be up. By the time people are hearing this, it'll be up. You get very, very angry. We, we had a couple weeks where we couldn't record because just of stuff. So I didn't want to... Sickness and whatnot. Sickness and... Sickness of kids, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and other <laughs> stuff. So we are... Um, we're going to record some more tonight. And so probably in the next week or two weeks, you should probably have the end of that series and then we'll move on to the next thing. Um, one of these days, Justin... I, I have to bring over my PC so Justin can play Battlegrounds. I really think that someone's announcing that for console next month. I think you're probably right. E3 is three weeks away. It's true. When are we doing our prediction show? The week before. All right. Sounds good. I'll make sure I'm on that week. <laughs> um, is next week our... Yeah, next week's like the big game talk, yeah. right? I should probably play something before that. Rumor is that helps. Yeah, to talk a lot about games. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bobby Shortle. Justin. Jeroke, J-R-O-A-K. Kelsey. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to do it. I don't think I have anything else, any other business to go over. I got one thing I got to say. Uh, okay. I just want to say that if you don't follow Kelsey, you should. Because Kelsey is a late night tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes at like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, she tweets something and I have to respond to her with just one word. <laughs> Graphic. <laughs> so follow Kelsey. I, de- I deleted that last tweet. I took it back. You I felt have. it was too mean. No, you- wow. <laughs> I thought it was great. I was like, poor Nebula. She just wanted love. I should take that back. She shouldn't. Why? I, I'm not going to repeat it. She, she does very salacious tweets like, happy birthday to Montreal. Love you, boo. <laughs> Get wild tonight. Just she told Nebula, Nebula to suck her ass. Oh, okay. It was graphic. At one o'clock, I was like, "Wow, I wasn't expecting that." And so, I'll let her know I, I was angry. It. I was angry. <laughs> um, stuff like if you wanted to know how weird I am, just know that I'm drunk screaming Harry Potter lines. <laughs> Good to know that we can crack Kelsey up by just reading her own tweets. <laughs> yep. I'm hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, 
She also misses Luigi Luigi's Mansion and wants to replay it, but too many games. I, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you get if you follow Kelsey on Twitter. Follow the rest of us, though. It's not as entertaining as that. Yeah. If you, if you follow me, just prepare. There's going to be some political stuff. <laughs> if you follow me, just get prepared for retweets. Yeah. And maybe and one, random... one, one tweet every like three, three I weeks. I tweeted three times today. I know. All about it's arms. True. All about it's arms. True. Just takes the Nintendo fighting game to get you to tweet. Um, I'm trying to tweet more. <laughs> that's going to do it for our podcast for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you out there. Until next time, be good to one another.